Welcome to the My Money, My Lifestyle podcast with me, Maya Fisher-French. And with me, Mapalomaku. Each week, we'll be discussing the stories we're working on and which you can read more about in the City Press. So now, this week, Maya, you wrote an article that is very interesting. I think a lot of us as investors, we're sitting with a bit of cash or thinking to ourselves, we want to invest, but it is so scary in the markets right now. You do not know what's going to happen. You do not know if the market is going to go up or it's still just going to keep on going down. And in your article, you talk about something that is a little bit less known to most investors, and this is structured products. And structured products, um, you invest in them, but they give you some sort of guarantee. Can you tell us a little bit about structured products? Yeah, so structured products, basically, it's an investment where it guarantees, it can guarantee your capital. You can structure it in many ways, but it can basically guarantee your capital. So if you put in 10,000 Rand, you are guaranteed at the end of three or four or five years to get 10,000 Rand back. Um, however, you have exposure to the markets at the same time. So if the markets go up during that time, you would actually get a market-related return. So people are often like, wow, that's just amazing. How do I know about these products? Why do I not know about these products? And I think the history of them has been a little bit dubious. And I think that's why I've, I've always resisted writing too much about them because I was actually in the industry when these things were being created and I saw sometimes the massive fees that, <laughs> that was from them. But this is an industry that really has become a lot more transparent and a lot more accessible to people. And I was actually quite amazed to discover that ABSA has a whole range of structured products for investors starting as low as a thousand rand. Now, normally, a thousand rand. Now, normally, structured products were used by financial planners for high net worth individuals and all of those things. It was also tended to be, you know, for, for higher net worth individuals. So the fact that that technology has, has driven this massively, they've got uh, the technologies allowed them to do it um, and made it a lot more accessible. I thought it was really time to perhaps start writing about, about these products. So, in essence, what it, how they do it is it's a hybrid of two what they call structured notes or two products, and that is a bond and a, a derivative, often a, what they call a call option. Um, and don't worry, my plug will explain to our listeners what a call option is because if you're starting to like, oh my god, this is too complicated, it's okay. <laughs> we'll take you through it. You don't really actually need to know exactly how a call option works. You just need to know that that is the structure that is used within the product. So, so as you know, with a bond, um, a bond is an agreement. They're often they're issued by governments and they're issued by corporates and they're often issued by banks. And that is, um, they, you, you give them a thousand rand and they promise to pay you back a thousand rand in five years time or three years time or whenever plus interest. Uh, we call that a coupon. That's actually what it is. Um, and that, if you hold it for the, for the length of time, you will get back your um, capital plus whatever interest was agreed because uh, they've borrowed money from you. So what ABSA's done in this particular case is they've used an ABSA corporate bond. So ABSA, um, you will lend effectively money to ABSA. ABSA will say to you, give ABSA 10,000 Rand, and they promise to give you an interest rate uh, plus your 10,000 Rand back over a period of time. So now think about this. So say, for example, you've got 1,000 Rand to invest, and you want to know that you get back 1,000 Rand in five years' time. And, uh, or say four years time. So say in four years time, you want your thousand rand back. They can then say, okay, we only have to invest by a bond for 700 rand because the interest rate is 9%. So you will get back at the end of the period, your 700 rand plus 300 rand will give you your thousand rand. So we can use a bond to guarantee 
your original investment. Okay, we're with me. So that's how they use that guarantee. So it's not guaranteeing your return, it's guaranteeing your original capital. Original capital only, okay. Your only original capital. But now, of your thousand rand, you only had to invest 700 for that guarantee. So what do you do with the remaining 300 rand? And that 300 rand is what they use to buy a core option. So that's effectively, you could take 300 rand, you could invest it in the market, but that's not giving you the full exposure to the market as a thousand rand would have done. So a call option is a derivative where basically in a very simple forms, you only pay a small percentage of the value of a share at that trading price or wherever it is um, for the option to buy it at a price in the future. So I, I, in the article, I, I, I did an explanation just to, so it is easier, obviously, so I do encourage you to go read the article. It's easier to understand when you see it in writing. But let's take, for example, there's a company called ABC Company. It's trading at 1,000 Rand per share. You want to buy an option in four years' time to buy that share for 110 Rand. You say, I want to buy that share. I have the option to buy that share at 110 Rand in four years' time. So the price... But you're not obligated to You're buy, not right? obligated. Such an important point, my pillow. It's very important. You're not obligated to. You have the choice to buy it in four years' time at yes. 110 rand. At a certain at price. A certain price. Okay. Okay. So you are now say, okay, in order to buy that call option, I'm going to give you 10 rand now. So my pillow, I'm going to give you 10 bucks now. And you get the 10 rand now. You're holding those shares, right? And I give you 10 rand and say, Maplo, in four years' time, I want to buy those shares from you for 110 rand. I'm prepared to pay you now 10 rand to have that option. Four years later, that company is trading at that share price, maybe trading at 200 rand a share. I have the right to buy it from you, Maplo, at 110 rand. So I'm going to make a profit on that difference. Okay? If it is trading below 110 rand, I can say, you know what, Mapolo, I'm not going to buy it from you. But you have my 10 rand. Yeah. Yeah, they've held that 10 bucks for four years. So they could have invested it somewhere else. Yeah. So that's basically what, what it, how, it, how it works. So when people, people may say, oh, this is a fantastic opportunity and all the rest of it. But the cost of, of, of that call option depends on a lot of things. It may depend on how volatile they expect the market to be. Um, they may, it also depends on the price that you want to, buy, to, to, to do your call option at. So if I say to you, um, it's 100 Rand to, today, I want to buy it from you at 110 Rand, I would pay one price. But if I said I want to buy it from you at 150 Rand, there's more risk that it won't reach that. My call option would be cheaper. So there's a lot of ways, it, the way it's priced and that is quite, is obviously quite, um, depends a lot on, on the structure. But I think my, uh, this is all very technical and I can imagine people will be going in there and it's like, okay, but I think for me, the most important thing uh, they need, people need to know, uh, if I can just put it in, in a couple of questions. Number one, so will they not lose any of their capital? So they've invested the thousand bucks. They can either make up the interest, but they will not lose the thousand bucks. Exactly. So that the, yeah. So they won't lose the thousand bucks. The risk obviously is the bond. So if ABSA, something happens to ABSA and it goes under, uh, the bank defaults or whatever, then that's the risk. The risk is obviously the bond that you have. So you really want to make sure that you are with a company that's very, that the bond that has issued it is very well established um, and, and has a good chance of repaying 
that that uh, thousand rand at the end of the period. I mean, that's very critical. You also would would ideally like to be um, what they call a, a principal debtor, which means that you get, um, sorry, a senior debtor, which means that you get the money. You're, you're quite high up in the credit. So if the company had to fold, you're one of the earlier creditors. So you, you've got more chance of getting some of your, your money back than, than other creditors. I think those are very important to understand. Um, and also what people, what also makes people quite, it gets people's heads in a little bit is like, so for example, that, that where I said, you know, that 300 Rand, that 300 Rand could actually give you 300% exposure to the market. So, so what that means is that, by just putting down that 300 rand, you could actually get more than what the market performance is. So it gets quite difficult to, this is where how call options work, but basically you could even have, so you can say, I'm guaranteeing your capital for a thousand rand, but I can actually give you the market plus 50%. So if the market goes up by 20%, you will actually get 30% return. So these can become very powerful. Um, you know, ways of investing. And what about the costs, Maya? Because I think, as you spoke in earlier, uh, the products were previously just had such high, high, high costs. And you didn't even know, actually, um, the full extent of the costs. What are they looking like now? Yeah, so they actually, it's very, very clear. You can see the, the price of the bond and then the fee that they charge for it. Um, it's very clearly um, illustrated. And I think it works out at about 5%, I think it is. But again, remember that 5% doesn't, isn't actually taken away from your guarantee. You're still guaranteed and you're still given that market upside. What you are, uh, that cost is, is the cost of the call option or whatever it is that, 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 that the, the, the cost of the bond or the cost of the call option, the actual fees that they, that they make. But they, so when they say to you, you will get back your capital, plus you will have market participation of, you know, uh, 150%, that is what you will get. The, those are net of fees. Um, and I think, Maplo, the other very important thing to understand with, with um, a structured product is you give away all dividends. So part of that call option, so you remember I said to you, I come to you, Maplo, and I say to Maplo, I want to buy those shares from you at 110 Rand. You still own the shares, which means you still get the dividends, not me. So, so that's another way, of course, that, you know, that the person who agrees to that, that to selling you the shares later on, they're collecting those dividends during the period, um, which you are not. So you're forfeiting dividends. I mean, if you've got dividend deals of four or five percent per annum, which is sitting in the market at the moment, that's return that you're giving up as well. So I think it's very important to me. I, you know, structured products, I think definitely have a place in, in a portfolio. And I have to tell you, I personally invested in, in a structured product four years ago that actually is maturing in July. And this was through Investec. Investec has, has offshore, offshore ones. Um, and I, um, you know, in January when we, we did our net worth, remember our net worth discussion and I went and I, I added up, yeah, I added up all my investments. It was looking really good. I'd done some very good returns offshore in, in pounds and I was very happy and then COVID happened. And, and I know I need my money in July. I know that's why I put it in a structured product because I had a very definite date for it. And at least I know I'm getting my money back. Uh, fortunately, it's actually recovered sufficiently that I'm actually going to make a bit of a profit. But even during COVID, I knew that at least... And all this crisis that at least my, at least I was going to get my money back. And I think that that as we move into these worlds, I think as people understand risk more, you're going to have more and more people feeling that 
in the short term. And, and, and as I said, this money for me is money that I would want in the next five years. This is not my retirement money because actually over long periods, markets perform. You don't need that much protection. But what if you are two years away from retirement or you, um, there's something you, 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 this is money that you need for a specific event in three or four years time. That yeah, or you're sending your, your, your child to varsity in the next three, four years. In fact, that's exactly what mine was for. <laughs> so it's exactly that. So, so I, I'm, this was for my child's education and I didn't, could not afford to put it at risk. And I'm really, really glad, given where we're at, that, that I hadn't put it at risk. You had that foresight. But Maya also, I think, just explained that it actually is, is, is it an endowment? Am I right to say that? That it's, you're locked for a couple of years and you can't uh, withdraw the funds. If you do, obviously, there's a penalty or something like that. Very good question. So it's not an endowment in the sense that it's not an insurance product. So it's not, but it is like that in the sense that this is a structure. It's a structure. So you can't exit it at any time. If you exit it, then you would, um, you would lose the call option and you would only get the value of that bond at the time that it was. So remember, yeah. So if you put, remember of that thousand rand, you put 700 rand into the bond. What if the bond's only grown to the interest is accrued is only up to maybe 800 rand. Uh, you're only going to get back 800. So you'd be really silly actually to, to exit. <laughs> so don't go into a structured product unless you know that you can do the time span of four or five years, whatever. Um, yeah. that's oh, I have to say something. I've just realized I made a mistake earlier on. The minimum is not thousand rand it's ten thousand rand um for the structured product so so just correction yeah i hope yeah. people are listening yeah. to this part of the podcast um because i made a i made an error and and uh, the other thing i also wanted to add and which was quite interesting to me when i was chatting to absa about their product was um and by the way lots of people offer these products it just happened that i interviewed the guy from from absa and i also do in the article mention investex product but um the what he was saying as well, and I think this is a very important point to understand, you know, we're sitting in a country with very high interest rates relative to other countries. So what, mm. what they were saying was that it's quite a good opportunity for South Africans who, so say you've got money sitting in South Africa and you want to in, have some offshore exposure, but it's in rands, but you'd like to have some offshore exposure. What they actually do there is they buy the bonds, the ABSA bonds are obviously priced in giving you the interest rate that South African bonds give you, which is, you know, 8%, 9%. And that allows you to get to buy even more, um, to leave more money left over for that call option. So, for example, their product at the moment, um, the Global Growth Basket, matches the MSC World Index. So you get the return of the World Index, but your capital is guaranteed in rands, not in, in dollars, okay? But your growth is in dollars and they give you 450% upside in your, for the first 20% rise. So if the markets over that period go up by 20%, you get 450% of that. So that means for every 4% increase in the market, you get 90% return in rand. So it's actually quite massive leverage and that's, that's in. So if if the returns are in dollars, so if, it does that in dollars. You still make even more money if the rand's depreciated. Obviously, you make less money if the rand's appreciated. But your capital's guaranteed in rand. Okay. So, so it's mm-hmm. very, I mean, uh, the other very important point to make about these products is they are all advised products. You can't go and buy it yourself. You have to go to a financial advisor. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I think... And accredited one of that because I, uh, most of financial advisors don't most even know, don't about, even know about it. So it is, it, and I, I think this is now hopefully something that's going to change. So how, how does one find... 
Yeah. So how does one find one? Uh, say, for example, I have 10,000 right now and I'm thinking, gee whiz, let me put some of my money in. I think you probably need to go that? through contact ABSA because not even all of their ABSA people are, are accredited and you'd need to find out from them who, which of their, which advisors do they know that are actually accredited to sell. The, these are structured products and they use derivatives, which means that the advisor actually has to have a certain category of license. They can't, um, can't remember if it's Cat 2 or Cat 3, but one of the categories. So your ordinary broker kind of person who sells you your endowment and RA is unable to sell you these products. Um, so you would need to go and find uh, somebody who's actually able to. And I, I hope that to some degree that changes. And I understand that this is a complex product and people need to understand it. But I think the transparency of it and, um, you know, that kind of thing. I think you, 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 you do now need to really start um, looking at these products as, as more mainstream and more retail. And I like the fact that they have become slightly cheaper because I remember when I used to be a financial advisor, they used to be so expensive, you know, really high net worth individuals only. You'd get one for a million uh, with Melville Douglas, those type of guys. And I'm glad that us mere mortals can start accessing them now. <laughs> and, and it's also quite interesting because like if you look at the Investec product, that only starts at $10,000. And that's kind Dollars, of your... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. it's... <laughs> yeah. So the Investec product is there for, you know, like you've got $10,000, then you can go and play. And, and it's purely offshore. So it's only for offshore money. And, and what's also quite interesting is if, you know, an APSA also has offshore range. And what I mean by that is, so the product I just explained now gives you offshore exposure, but your capital's guaranteed in rand. The minute your capital's guaranteed in dollars, you're getting much less upside on the market uh, participation because you're having to pay so much more for those bonds. Because remember, in the US, you're getting maybe 1% per interest annum. Rates are at the lowest right now. Exactly. So you're having to spend a lot of money on that bond to get to do the guarantee. Um, so actually, you know, so maybe it's better than sitting in, in a zero bank account earning no interest, which is what dollars are doing for you at the moment. Maybe you, you buy, a, you buy the, the offshore guaranteed product um, that guarantees your offshore capital with the, with the hope that you'll get a little bit more than what you're getting in your bank account. But I, I think for me, the one that's really interesting is this one that, that is, is RAND protected, but giving you this massive upside to the, to the markets, global markets. Yeah, no, that is brilliant, Maya. I think definitely structured products are worthwhile, um, and you know it's worth it looking. It's worth it to look into them. Now, Mapolo, I wanted to also just we talked about something that's a little bit more complicated, um, but you this week actually wrote about tax-free savings accounts again, and you know I'm amazed how many questions we still get about the product, and. <laughs> and I really think the starting point is that we should never call them tax-free savings accounts. So maybe we, you and I must now change our, our, our jargon and actually just call them tax-free investments because that also seems to be like a major issue. I mean, what are you finding are the things that people are still struggling with when it comes to tax-free savings investments? So my exactly, exactly to your point, right? Um, and I keep on saying over and over, in, even in my book, I said, my cripe is that they're called tax-free savings accounts and automatically people just gravitate towards their bank account. So one of the questions that I got actually prompted me to write this article again, and I think we'll have to keep on writing these articles over and over. Um, someone asked me and said, um, will it be okay if I open my another account, uh, another tax-free savings account with another bank? So I have I already have one with my current bank, but I saw 
I'm opening another account. So, you know, is it possible to do that? And I said, yes, the answer is yes. But I actually, I said, you know what? It's someone I know. I said, okay, let me give you a call. <laughs> let me give you a call before you go ahead, right? And that's the common question. Number one, um, with my bank account, normally people have this tax-free savings accounts with their, with, their, with their bank. But I guess, you know what, Maya, it's easier, right? It's easier to have that, to open it with your account, with your bank, with your current bank, because, you know, you're already banking with them. But again, if it's an investment for the long term, and we keep on saying that you only realize um, the benefit of a tax-free savings account or tax-free savings investment over a period of time. And remember, the lifetime limit is 500000 And if you do a, cal- a calculation, you see that you will reach that uh, by 13, 13.8 years, 13.8, 13.9 years. So in 13 years' time, you will reach that 500000 limit. That's the first and most important thing. So if you can think about it, you know what, I want to reach my limit of contribution, then you know that this is an investment for the long term. And for you to really, really see the benefit, rather put it with an asset manager, Maya. And I know oftentimes people say, which, which one? And there are so many, we can't recommend one, right? <laughs> we can't recommend one. But Easy, Cetrix, they have a tax-free savings account. Cautious, they have tax-free savings accounts. Investec has tax-free savings accounts. You know, just look at the different asset managers. Uh, but I think the most important thing, think about it as a long-term investment. But Joe Mappolo, you were saying that people, you know, it's easy to open up with your bank. And I think that's part of the problem is there's too much. So people just say, I put on my bank. I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get my 6% interest. I know what it is. The minute I have to now start looking at something that's market related, I now have to start thinking and finding out and I'm scared and I'm frightened because I just don't know where to go. I think that's probably the other biggest question we get from people is like, where do I invest? Um, and and I, we did a that great um, podcast last year. Maybe I must remember to reference it when we post this one is, is about analysis paralysis and how to choose an exchange traded fund. And I think we must put that up as well because actually you know, the simplest thing to do is I just go for something that has, um, well, what I would, I would actually advocate is not the exchange traded funds, but the unit trusts still on those platforms. So you've got Satrix uh, offers, a, offers unit trust. So does CoreShares offered unit trusts. And, and what the benefit of the unit trust is, a little technical, is that they can blend it. They can have uh, offshore uh, bonds, equities, cash, all in the single portfolio. And it's still really, really cheap because they all, or they're just tracking an index. So it's yeah. not- and we keep on saying, you know what, if, if whenever you're in doubt, just choose a balanced fund. Yeah. You have 13 years. Okay. When in doubt, choose a balanced yeah. fund. And, and definitely make sure that, I mean, I think we've seen that more and more that the, off, the need for offshore, the need for bonds, the need, you know, that's that diversification. You know, we, we saw bonds have done really well in the last month. Offshore has certainly been, been better off because of the RAND weakness, not necessarily because those markets have done well, but at least you've got that RAND benefit. And, you know, then there's the South African market. And I, you know, I can't comment about where we're going be in the next 18 months but you know there are still good businesses in South Africa so I think that for me is is really it is just not to get too hit up about what is it that I'm investing in but to rather just try and get a well diversified uh, portfolio um, and you can do that through a balanced fund even a tracker balanced fund um, with low fees and another thing people keep on asking can you transfer 
um, your tax receipts account, let's say you have it with your bank or an asset manager and want to move it to someone else. Absolutely, you can do that. But do not withdraw from the fund. <laughs> so what people will do, they will put in a, a form to say, you know what, I want to put my money into my bank account so I can transfer it to another service provider. Don't do that because then what, does, what that triggers is that you have withdrawn. Uh, so let's say your the limit is that 6,000, you've withdrawn 15,000. It means that when you um, open up the other tax receipts account, you can't put in the, 36, the full 36,000. So make sure that it is between the two companies. So there's forms that they will give you and the money will be directly from that company to the next. But the bottom line is you can transfer your tax free savings account. Okay, I'll give you a little bit of extra advice there. And that is make sure that when you fill in your tax return at the end of the year, you've put in the right codes for that transfer because I got hit with a 4,000 Rand tax bill because I didn't have the right code in and they saw it not as a transfer, but as money additional no they saw it yeah well they saw it as an as a so so remember i'd already put in my money for the year but then i transferred from another product provider into it they saw that as an additional amount exceeding my annual limit and they tax you at 40 percent for that so i that took me three months of arguing with sars to get it right so so just make sure the codes are correct i got my money back <laughs> no, thankfully. But that, that's another important thing in the article that do not exceed the 36,000 rand limit. I mean, it used to be 33,000, now it's 36,000. Uh, and that works about to be 3,000 every single month that you can contribute. If you go beyond that, in Maya's example, they thought that she had put in more, they will tax you at 40%. So it's definitely not worth it. And also to know that that the, um, the the time frame, what a year is, is actually from the first of March, not from the first of January as well. So it's if you haven't done it, if you did your last contribution in February, for example, say you put in 30, 30 whatever thousand, thirty three thousand in February, you could in March, from March onwards, put another thirty six thousand. Um, so so the first of March is a cutoff date, or the thirty twenty eighth of, of February is a cutoff date for that year, and the, from the first of March you can now make your next your contributions again so just that's quite important because i picked that up as well that people weren't sure could i if i put thirty six thousand in now is it am i exceeding my limit and the question is when did you make your last uh, your last uh, deposit yeah so i think it's very important also whatever platform you're using to always remember how much you've put in uh, within that time frame but yeah i like that point that from the first of march it's a new year well, fantastic. And I hope all of you listening to this have um, A, learned about structured products um, and B, are not going to leave your tax-free investment money in your bank account. <laughs> so that's a wrap for today. Um, if our listeners would like to learn more about these or any money-related topics, they can go to the City Press website or to your website, womanandfinance.co.za or my website, mayaonmoney.co.za. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send us a WhatsApp voice note to 064-554-3959. And we look forward to hearing from you. Because we want to know what it is that you want to know. You've been listening to the My Money, My Lifestyle podcast, featuring contributors of the City Press personal finance pages.